0: Welcome to the P Primo Show, episode 109, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. We're here with Kyle Danes, and we will be starting the show in just a second. Let me pay the bills. If you haven't bought your book, Sell a Million, 101 Tips for Furniture and Mattress Stores to Sell Another Million, what are you waiting for? Now's a great time. On Amazon for less than two cups of coffee, depending on where you buy your coffee. And I'd like to give a shout out to my friends at the Mattress Industry Network Group who support our show and sponsor our show. Steve, thanks for having us. And if you are in the mattress industry and you do not belong to the Mattress Industry Network Group, what are you waiting for? This is a place where you can come for free and build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. It is a group run by retailers for the entire industry. Hit that QR code right there. It'll take you straight to our Facebook group, which is 100% free. Join now and tell them I sent you. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Peter.
1: It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Extremely humbling, or some of the great have stepped in my seat and have been able to share some of the knowledge. So I'm extremely grateful and extremely humbled by this opportunity. So thanks so much.
0: No, you're very welcome. So there was a reason I wanted Kyle on the show, and it's because he speaks with a different voice. And it's a voice uh, that comes from experience. It's a voice uh, that needs to be heard in today's world. It needs to be heard by 20 year olds, by 40 year olds, by 80 year olds. He is, is a voice that must be heard. And so I want to ask you a few questions. I want to quickly kind of establish where you came from, where you are now and how you made that wonderful, blessed transition. So Kyle, in your own words, take me, you know, Back a a few years and, and kind of, you know, show the audience, uh, where we came from and where we are now.
1: Perfect. Sure thing. Um, yeah. Um, on the uh, 28th of September, uh, 2020, I, I tried to commit suicide. Um, I overdosed on, uh, cocaine, alcohol and sleep impulse. And to be truthful, With the amount of narcotics and all of that in my system, uh, I shouldn't be alive today. And, you know, I spent three days in ICU. I got picked up by a social worker. Um, I said, Can I please speak to my parents? And all of that. They said, No one wants to do anything with you. And they took me off to a facility, which was extremely difficult. Um, Some have said it's, uh, close to being in a prison. And truthful, it was extremely boring, but yet in that it was probably the best experience I've ever come across in my life. Uh taught me a lot about myself, inner resilience, mental strength, um, determination and and the desire to succeed going forward in my life. So
0: what was your thinking when you woke up? I messed up. But... I, was, I, I was not happy.
1: I was not happy. I was not happy. Yeah. You know, I had, I've lost hope in everything, the world around me. And truthfully, I'd lost hope in myself as a human being. Um I was, I was sick and tired of putting the people closest to me, you know, my family, my friends, loved ones. And, you know, no matter what I tried to do, it just kept on going into that downward spiral. And, you know, I couldn't get myself out of it. Um, You know, my thinking at the time isn't where it is right now. And, you know, so that was my only option. You know, and the biggest thing, I'd lost hope in myself as a human being. And I didn't see any any other way going forward in life.
0: And when I watch your comments now, Kyle, it's, there's a strain and there's a no-nonsense approach That I mean, sometimes you sound downright harsh, dude, and you know, I love you, right? But you like sound harsh, like, and I'm like, but I think that's exactly what some people need. And, and you know, when you kind of look at this downward spiral, and I don't want to spend much of the show here, I just want to spend a little bit of time here so that we can kind of move forward and get some actual takeaways for our store owners for our sales reps that watch the show of how they can change their thing and change their life but if we don't spend a little time here we, we have no foundation so you you said you had lost hope what happened before you lost hope I mean um I've lost uh, I'd lost my job
1: due um, to my uh, mock-up game habit I had lost uh. Okay, that's all, that's
0: what I was looking for. So you lost your job because of Wisconsin drugs. Happened. Okay. And did you have a girlfriend? I was
1: engaged. I, I, I was engaged. I was supposed to get married in a couple of months uh before leading up to that. And my fiance at the time, uh Yes. You know, right he's so just that you'd have enough and you know, intellect. And you know, at the time I'm emotional. Like, you. Was extremely poor. Um, I didn't know how to self-regulate as a human being. I didn't understand my emotions as a human being. I thought to be truthful, to be a human was to be happy all the time. And I couldn't deal with those hard times that, that were dealt with me that, that I got given at that period in my time. And it took me, you know, to lose everything to actually realize, you know, who I am as a person and you know, realizing that hard times are part of life. And it's, you know, it's how you deal with those hard times. How you understand it and how you actually become a little bit grateful for it because it makes you a better person and makes you a little bit stronger. You know, so going forward in life, you make those better choices that suit you more as a human being. They're more in line with your, your good, authentic self.
0: So... I'm going to say something. You're welcome to disagree and you're welcome to correct it and you're welcome to put your own spin on it because that's why you're here. Um, I want your thoughts, not just mine. But I believe that we, in particular in America, we're infatuated with this idea of going after happiness directly. Uh, I'm going to make X amount of money and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to make this beautiful man or woman fall in love with me and I'm going to be happy. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna sing this song and on a stage and I'm gonna be happy. But the reality in life is that happiness is like put trying to nail jello on a tree with a nail. It's gonna elude you every time if you go after it directly. If you serve people and you make a difference in another human being's life and you help them, You will be happy and happiness is one of those things that we cannot directly go after it because no matter what it is, the money, the cars, the, the man, the woman, whatever it happens to be, the clothes, it doesn't matter what that thing for you is. You're never going to be happy. Just getting there. You're only going to be happy. When you're helping other people and you're making a difference in this world and you feel like what I say and what I do contributes and I'm helping people. Coach me up if I'm wrong. No, 100%. I agree with you. I do think uh, there's a massive
1: difference between uh, happiness and fulfillment. I think we are born, especially my generation, um, I'm 33 years old right now at the time, we are born into having instant gratification. That's what we look for as people. Um, you know, we don't understand that meaning of fulfillment in life. You know, if you don't mind, I'll just like to, uh, just share a quick, uh, little parable, a little story, a sure. uh, metaphor. <laughs> um, so this boy, uh, wants to go play, uh, catch with his dad and his dad's got, you know, a lot of work to do. So he takes a map of the world and he tears it up into, hundreds of pieces. And he says to his son, once you put that map together, we can go outside and play, Cat. The boy comes back about 10, 15 minutes later with the map of the world perfectly put in place. And his dad's flabbergasted, can't understand how did he do this. And he said, Dad, it was quite easy. You know, at the back of the map of the world, there there was a picture of a person, picture of a man. All I had to do was put the man
0: together and
1: the world fell into place.
0: Yes, I've heard that before, and that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us that's that's huge so let's let's get into the meat of of what we're talking about. I have store owners, right, and they say i'm gonna be happy when tax season starts now tax season started, so I'm gonna be happy and then once it slows down again, am I gonna be sad so what are You're a life coach now and by what I can see, you're a successful one and you really do a great job of helping people move from point A to point B effectively. When you're working with somebody and they're not where they want to be and they want, uh, more happiness or they want more fulfillment, how do you get them to Define those things maybe more appropriately. Um, and how do you kind of start to get them to change their thinking so that they can change their life?
1: Well, again, you know, I do believe that it all starts with self honesty as a human being. Um, you know, what does it take to have a great relationship with someone? You've got to spend time with that person, you've got to understand that person. So, how many of us actually understand ourselves to the T. What makes us tick? What works for us? What doesn't work for us? You know, going on a constant basis, uh, having those internal conversations with yourself. You know, what must I keep on doing? What must I stop doing? What must I carry on doing as a human being? And once you can be self-honest with yourself and actually call yourself and have those courageous conversations with yourself as a human, everyone talks about having these courageous conversations with another person. Of how this person did you wrong, and how you need to pull this person out. But it's about having the greatest conversations with yourself, and actually realizing, well, I might be the main reason that's holding me back in my life. So what do I what do I need to do?
0: I'm trying to catch up with you, and this is really important to unpack. This what works for me. What do I do? What do I need to do more of, and what do I need to do less of? And so when somebody isn't getting there, they're not owning their crap, okay? Do you bop them in the head? How do you get them to own their stuff? I mean, I know right now I've got store owners telling me that they've got employees that don't own their crap. They just show up late to work and they don't even, they get called on it and they don't even own it. They don't don't say, I'm sorry,
1: nothing. I mean, it's a very interesting uh, point you brought up, but you know, those those type of people are going to be bumpy into and not getting to where they need to be because they can't break that change cycle. You know, and that change cycle will only break with, as I said, being completely self-honest with yourself or something dramatic is going to happen in your life. I mean, For me, as an example, something dramatic had to happen in my life for me to want to change. If not, I would have carried on doing and going through the same process, same process until, until, you know, I would have, as I said, shouldn't be alive. And so it's that sort of thing. You, you've got to, you've got to understand where you're coming from. Why do you actually want what you want? And if not, well, to be truthful, you know, it might be a little bit odd. You're wasting. You always do it. You know, maybe you actually don't want to change as a human being. You know, because a lot of people come and say, "I want to change. I want to do this," and then they get into the process and they realize, "Well, this is a little bit difficult. There, this isn't exactly what I thought. I thought this would be so much easier." You know, to be a whole team, person in life, it's it's pretty difficult. You know, you gotta you gotta work on your thinking, discipline, your behavior, your habits, your attitude throughout. Throughout a course a period, you know people want change, but then they want results straight away. And change, change can happen right now. I mean, you can sit there and say, in this minute, part of a minute, I'm done. I've had enough of the way I'm living. I'm, I'm, I'm changing. But you've got to understand that those results are going to take a little bit, a little bit longer. And you've got to push through that pain. You know, pain can be a fantastic motivator in life. You know, if okay. used correctly. Look at it.
0: I think your second question is huge. Um, You have to understand where I'm coming from. But why do I want to change? I think that's huge because if we don't get really clear on that, all the benefits that accrue, what my world looks like after my change, if we don't really zoom in on that, we're not gonna have the energy to modify our behavior, to impose a discipline that we need, to create the new habits, and to execute on the actions to get the results that we want to get. Um, So I I think that's huge. You know, I've seen a lot of people that I can come in
1: contact with. You know, there's two things that will change your life. It's consistent and positive focus and the right consistent and positive action. If you can commit to, that, you know, you're already halfway there. You know, you're gonna be on a good you're gonna be on a good start. But it's having that consistent day in and day out, even when you don't feel like doing it, understanding that those small steps, those those action steps that are so vital, taking you to another level that you want to play at apply, you know, that's that's where the that's where the that's where the true magic happens.
0: Yep. Yep. Consistent and positive focus, consistent and positive action hundred percent and really thinking about what does it look like when I do succeed what does it look what does this new me look like what does he or she feel like? how do people interact with me how how is this compared to what it is now and that helps to give the energy uh, to to make that change so. It's really simple to say, change your thinking, change your life. You know, what would you add to, to what we're talking about? We covered some of the, the basic things. What would you add uh, to it? Is there a favorite exercise that you have as a coach that you like to do with clients? Is there an exercise that you do with your potential clients that either they pass it or they fail it and they don't become a client? I'm just curious I'm very curious about this oh, you know when I first start off with with someone you know
1: I call it I invest in my hour of greatness a day you know we all we're all busy so maybe it's not an hour but I say I've got my hour of greatness today so it might be half an hour of uh exercise, um reading upskilling and going through that process. And I tell people, you know, you need to enjoy enjoy the process. It's not just about getting to your desired state. You know, the true magic is who you become as that person when going through and reaching that, the challenges that you overcome. When you get to that final final stage, where you're at your desired state, it's who you become as a person, as an individual, and how much you're going to learn about yourself in that process. You know, I'm never big in telling someone what to do, I'll never do that. Um, I'm extremely big in guiding the person and helping them along the way. But I do believe that uh responsibility breeds empowerment. So the more responsible you can be, take responsibility for your life, you know, the more empowered you're gonna become as a human being going forward. And that's gonna help change your thinking, your system, your behavior, your habits, your attitude, uh, your choices that that you're gonna make as a as a person. I mean. Some might agree, some might disagree, but, you know, this is what, you know, I found that works for me and, you know, successfully to it. And it's about following those people that have succeeded before and understanding what they did and just modeling it a bit and finding your own perfect little way to do it. You might take a bit from this person, a bit from that person and finding what works for you as a community.
0: Success does leave clues. And if you read biographies of successful people, you will find these common threads. You will you will find discipline. You will find uh, good habits. You will find consistent action. And the entire way through, you'll find somebody who, despite the outward circumstances, have chosen positive attitudes and it's not easy it, it's not like uh you know a book title like think and grow rich or the power of positive thinking you flip a light switch on and i'm happy no it, it's it doesn't work that way it it requires exactly what you said consistent and positive focus consistent and positive action and you have to be willing to modify and change things. But the the one thing that you said that I really loved is self-honesty. It really just, it starts there. We have to be honest. So if you're a store owner and you don't like the way your uh delivery guys or your salespeople are behaving and they're acting, you have to start to become very, very, Honest with yourself. How did I train them? Did I train them correctly? When they first screwed up, the very first time, did I give them feedback? Do I consistently give them feedback, or do do I wait until the tenth time they've screwed something up and then I explode on them and they think I'm a psycho? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: it's getting there. It's you know, it's understanding your uh, your emotional intelligence as a person. Uh, um, also, you know, what is your capacity as a person? You know, I see a, a quite a few, you know, people that want to be in leadership positions and want to have that title as a leader. Um, but to be truthful, they're not ready yet. Um, you know, one of the greatest books I've, I ever read, uh, Robin Schalmer, uh, the leader who had no title. And I think that's ex- I think that's extremely, um, important to understand, you know, and some people, you know, they get promoted. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't have. And they don't know how to step up that standard of being a store owner, we say, or a store manager. When say there was, there were a, a very successful, uh, sales rep. And just for them to get up there and do it, they haven't raised their standards of life. And that's the only thing that's going to happen if, if you want to sit there and play life a little greater game. At the greater game of life, you're going to have to raise your standard that, that you set yourselves. And, you know, some people get into that management position and they think, well, you know, now, now, now life, now life is easy and they don't realize how much other work they've taken on and, you know, the more responsibility and are they, are they capable enough? Do they have that capacity to take on that responsibility?
0: Yeah. You know, you're, you're really touching on something that's, it's not necessarily. Well, I guess everything what we're talking about today encompasses everything. So, uh, but, but it's, it's an important thing that we see often and we see it happen in our industry, in the furniture and mattress industry quite a bit. Uh, a superstar salesperson at retail becomes a store manager and he or she is woefully unqualified to become that. Um, Some of the greatest salespeople in the world should remain salespeople and never become a sales manager because it's a different set of emotional skills. It's a different mindset. And quite frankly, there needs to be training if you're going to try to make that transition. And it's, it's almost, um, it's very commonplace for us to hear about Um, the superstar salesperson, um, either B2B or in retail that became a manager and flopped out and and just ended up leaving the company, going back to sales and becoming a sales superstar again somewhere else because his or her, uh, emotional makeup, how they operate, uh, was perfectly suited to being a sales superstar and it was not suited to becoming a superstar manager. One of the interesting things that I kind of like to do is I often compare things that I see in business to things that I see in sports. And it's uncommon for a superstar athlete to become a superstar coach. What is common is a very average player who barely made the team, who had to work so darn hard to even be part of it, goes on and becomes a great coach. Often, we see the greatest coaches were never even pro football players. They didn't make it past college. They didn't. Their emotional makeup, their intellectual makeup, everything about them was perfect for being a coach, and it wasn't perfect for being a player and it's kind of it's rare when we see a great player become a great coach. It's almost there's some things missing there we could spend a whole show on that. I don't want to do that. I want to I want to dig in and and I want to give takeaways to our store owners and to our sales reps who are listening, who are thinking, "Okay, you know what? Pete Kyle, you got a point. Maybe I need maybe I need to change my thinking." Um and so, how do I change my thinking? Where do I start? Do I start with a book? Do I start with, you know, how do I start? How do I start this? I, I I come to a place and I say, you know what? I do think there's an aspect of my life or my professional life or my personal life, and I want to change it. So, what is the first step, Kyle? Well, there you buddy sit there, and you know.
1: There are strategies for success, and there are strategies for failure. Yeah. So you've got to sit there and map out exactly what what you want. So say you have a uh, a goal for uh, twelve months time, you know, then you need to ask yourself, okay, so where do I need to be in nine months to reach my twelve month goal? And then take it a step back, say so where do I need to be in six months to reach my nine month goal? Where do I need to be in three months to reach my six six month goal, and so on. And so, you know, you've got to become extremely strategic in your thinking. Um, you know, the high-performing people, they don't worry about tomorrow. You know, they're already planning. They don't just let tomorrow happen. You know, obviously, there are some un- unforeseen events. But, you know, they've already thought about possibilities of, 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 of what's going to happen, uh, what could go right, what couldn't go right. Um, you know, am I on target? to to what i to where to where I want to be as a person. Um so I think I think it comes it comes down to that, you know. And, you know, again, you know, I speak a lot about drive, determination, your willingness to to do it. And those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. Um, you've also got to be extremely aware of, you know, your inner self-talk. You know, um, what words are you actually saying to yourself? Um, on the sideline, because uh, many people come across confident and they'll talk and say how oh, life is great and they say, "Oh no, I'm this, I'm a winner, whatever." But inside their minds, you know, they are they're beating themselves up over the most unnecessary things, and they don't they don't understand that you know, force become a thing, which saying to yourself as a person when no one's around. Those are the key aspects. So you've got to really sort out your mindset and understand, you know, I, I talk about, you know, your mind being an addict, um, storage unit. So what are you actually putting in your mind? What are you actually storing in it? Are you storing in positive to positive stuff? Or are you, are you, you know, holding on to old memories that don't suit you as a human being, um, that are holding you back? Hey, okay, what is actually holding you back as a person? Are you really aware of that? And I think it goes, goes, goes all into that. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's a broad topic, but you know, you've got to have a effective strategy for your life. You know, people do uh, business audits. I believe some people should do life audit on themselves, you know, looking at your wheel of life, you know, the, the couple of main areas and understanding the game, you know, why isn't this line, why, why isn't this area in my life, uh, enough? There are, you know, people that are earning a lot of money and succeeding at work, but they come home and their family life is an absolute mess. And, you know, they want to have that, that, also that connection with their family when they come home. But, you know, they're working 15, 16 hours a day and some, of them or absolutely, ugly like when they get home and they can't have that enjoyment. And that, you don't understand, actually, a fixing point quite a bit in a psychological uh, frame of mind.
0: That's great. So I want to unpack a couple of things here. Uh, first of all, my hat is off to you, and I asked you for something tactical, and the correct answer was there's not a single tactic the correct answer is you must become strategic in your thinking. And, uh, so you switch that around on me very diplomatically and very gently. And thank you for your skill. Uh, your father has to be very proud of you. I'm proud of you. So it's not a tactic, it's strategic and you did that so well. So, but I really want to, I want to dive into this. I heard um, a guy that some people think is crazy. His name's Vernon Howard, and he's no longer with us. But he was an American philosopher who did a lot of talking about self-talk. And one of the things that he said, if you really start to take stock of how you're talking to yourself, And you really understand how cruel you are to yourself and how many times in a day you say things to yourself that you would never, ever tolerate another human being. You would punch them in the face. You need to understand that all of us, human beings, have negative self-talk. And until you fix that, you're going nowhere, brother. Uh, you can potentially, through focus and effort and acquired skill, start to build a life that seemingly looks perfect, but it's crumbling all around you because you have not fixed the inner uh, self-talk. You have to you have to talk back to it. I mean, I make a joke. I just go, really? Now, is this my five year old self? Is this my 10 year old self? Is this a bully that got over on me when I was 11 or 12 and I'm still letting that person live in my head rent free? I mean, what is this? Where is it coming from? I don't let it go unaddressed. I deal with it. And do you know what it's like? And, and Vernon Howard explained this. He said, once you shine a light on it, it goes away. It just goes away over time. Just becoming aware of it. You don't have to do a ritual. You don't have to do anything. You just have to see it. And you have to understand that it's happening. And then sometimes you'll talk back to it. Like me and my wife have a joke. And it's it's poor boy. Because when I grew up, we didn't have any money. And so there are some behaviors that I have that are grounded in poor boy. I haven't been poor in 40 years that I could tell. Um, And it's it's really, really important for you and your business to have you 100% healthy. And the only way you can be 100% healthy is by understanding this self-talk, this negative self-talk that happens. No one knows it but you. But trust me, some of the cruelest things that are ever said are said in between someone's ears to themselves. And you have to deal with it. You have to talk back to it. Maybe you have to ignore it. But you have to recognize it. You have to at least shine the light of your consciousness on it. And maybe you laugh at it, but you have to identify in it and understand in it, this empowers it. If you let it continue to run in your life, in your background, unaffected, running wild, it will do everything it can to screw you up. It'll say you're too fat you're too skinny, you're too this, you're too that, you didn't go to the right school, Uh you don't talk right, you mispronounce this word or that word. It's All that stuff is there, and let me tell you something, whoever you are, I don't care who you are, if you're a human being, you have this negative self-talk unless you have done a lot of this inner work to get rid of it. What say you? Coach, well, you're not wrong. You know, it's the, it's the power
1: of journaling. I mean, I've kept a journal for, yeah, going on, yeah, two years. And each day, you know, I, I write down, you know, uh, what were my emotions? Um, why was I feeling happy? Why was I feeling sad? And I try to sit there and see, you know, what time was it? You know, what time of the day was it? Uh, what was I doing? Um, why did I get put in this state of mind? So I can try find a train over three full five months to say, okay, well, let's look at this, let's backtrack everything, and let me actually see that I've actually Okay, well, this 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 keeps on coming up, and this is why I've got I've got I've got this problem. And you know, you're speaking brilliantly about that Pete. Um, you know, you're limiting beliefs as a person. And you know, we all have it. And those can sit and hold you back in ways that you don't understand. And, you know, you've got to look at, you know, your belief system as a, as a table. And you've got on top your limiting belief and you've got the four, the four legs of the table. And those are the evidence that are supporting your limiting belief. You've got to actually come in with a hammer and knock down those limiting beliefs, that evidence that supports it. And find new evidence that, uh, that is supporting you going forward in a more positive way. Um, and you, and you, it, it's not the most e- easiest thing to do, but you've got to understand that, you know, you're holding on to stuff that, you know, for 20, 30 years that actually don't serve you as a person because, as you said, you know, some person, uh, told you X, Y, or Z. I mean, to be truthful, I was dreadful. I was more, you know, I was more worried about the sports field and all of that than, you know, when I when I sat there and I told people, you know, 18 months ago that I'm going to start writing my own life coaching. But I had a lot of people that laughed at me. A lot of people that didn't, that didn't believe in me. And I just sat there and said, well, you know, Stuff to you guys. I'll show you. And I had to go back and do this exact same thing to myself because I had that as a person. I never thought that I would be capable enough as a, as a person to do what I'm doing right now. And it took a lot of hard work. And, you know, as I said before, you know, it's not just about reaching your in your end goal. It's, you know, enjoying the process and you become in that process. That's where the magic happens. And, you know, sometimes you've got to put your foot down, guys. And you got to say, you know what? I will show you guys. I will do it. And you know, again, this might be a little bit tough, a little bit hard, but to be truthful, you know, sometimes the world is a little bit tough. And it is a little bit hard, you know, and sometimes you've got to raise your standards and you've got to get hard and you've got to get tough too. And you've got to dig deep inside of it because I guarantee you, you know, most of us listening, we all know deep down inside that, that we deserve more, more, but we're too scared to take that change, to push through. You know, because we we've got those limiting beliefs that have been passed on to us. And some of the limiting beliefs honestly can be passed on from from the people closest to you. You know, my grandmother my grandfather, brilliant people. I love them. But growing growing up, they all to, all due respect to them, they had a they had a limiting belief about money. You know, they grew up full. You know, they'd never experienced money. And that was being passed on to me growing up and it kicked me up until I'd say, you know what? I love them, I appreciate them. There's nothing wrong in disagreeing with someone that you love and all of that if you, if, if, if you want to find a new direction and go forward in life, if it's the right positive uh, direction that you believe.
0: So I've been trying the whole time to get something tactical from you and you finally delivered it while you were talking about strategy. Each day, journal. I'm a big believer in journaling. And that is something tactical that you can do. The most important piece of it is going back and looking at the overview, the way Kyle just coached us to do, and find patterns. Um, this belief system table analogy, I think, is invaluable for anybody and everybody Uh, so imagine the limit in belief as a table and knock out the legs and just, you know, that was then this is now that has nothing to do with who I am now. You know, did I fail before? Yes. Did I screw up before? Yes. Did I do a drug? Yes. Did I, uh, did I lie? Yes. I lied. Uh, but is that who I am now? No, it's not who I am. And, uh, Understanding that and destroying those limiting beliefs, uh, and understanding that this process is exactly that. It's, it's a process. It, it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen with a lot of work. So in addition to, uh, the tactic of journaling and, and then coming back and, uh, review it, uh, the journaling piece of it. What would you, what else would you say uh, would help somebody to change their thinking and, and change their, their life? Um, you need to believe that you can do it as a person. You can
1: have, you know, X amount of people that say you're going to do great, um, that they believe in you. But if you truly don't believe it as a person, that you can actually, you know, raise your standard and live the life that you know you deserve. You know, to be truthful, then you are, you're bullshitting yourself and other people around you. You know, you've got to actually have that complete self confidence that what you're doing is going to be great. It might, you, you might lose some people on the way, but you know, that's like, you'll find probably better people and that will, that will support your goal, your dreams, your desires. And, you know, you've got to make those, got to make those, those, those tough calls. You've got to become. Extremely recklessly pragmatic with the way you live your life. And, you know, it was a beautiful thing that you brought up about discipline and all that, Pete, earlier. And people have a neat uh, connotation with discipline. They don't realize that actually discipline equals freedom in your life. You know, can go and endure those short-term fighters. They're going to sit there and lead us to longer-term Term gain in our life. And again, you know, the choice is up to you. You know, I'm never, I'm never going to tell people what to do. I will guide them. But again, I'm a massive believer. You know, I follow the uh R E B T uh by uh Dr. Albert Ellis. Um and you know, responsibility breeds empowerment. You know, you you've got to you've got to take it on, guys. You've got to grab the all by the horn sometime and say, this is it. And, you know, I'm gonna go for it. You know, the ability to try and try and fail they not doing anything. Else.
0: You know, I loved what you said about uh, basically don't buy other people's stuff. Um, I I had a mother that loved me and was a great mother for me in in a hundred different ways. I don't have enough time in a show to tell you how great she was, but she did have one thing. And she used to say, money won't make you happy. And my joke to her is, mom, I tried being poor and that didn't work either. So uh, trust me, I'm perfectly happy. I've never felt guilty over making too much money. And trust me, I'm not killing myself. Uh, hey, Steve Hauk. good morning, gentlemen. Sorry for joining late. Hey, it's always great to have you. Uh, the guy that writes the checks for my show, I'm always glad to have you, Steve. Do you have any questions for Kyle? We're almost wrapping up, but I really want to dive in onto something else, Kyle. Um, so the, here's my mother. I know she loves me and I love her, but she has programmed me from freaking birth about money the wrong way. And at some point I just rejected and I said, no, no, I, that's no. I've made a lot of money and I make a lot of money. And guess what? Money's not bad. Money's good. Money makes you more of who you are. If you're a bad person and you blow your money on bad things, then that's on you, dude. Do that. You're, you know, if you're a good person, you should want to make a lot of money because you know what? When you make a lot of money and you're a good person, there's a lot of orphans and a lot of widows that benefit from it. Right. So. Get that stuff straight in your head, Um, but this belief that you can do it. Sometimes we've been beaten down so much that we have a hard time believing that we can do it. That's when you watch a podcast of somebody that failed and failed, and failed, and failed, and then made it. That's when you read the biography of somebody like Colonel Sanders, who was a failure up until he was 60-some years old, all right? That's when you borrow someone else's story and you buy into the fact that I can change my life. Sometimes we have to borrow someone else's example and someone else's success to inspire us, to help us believe that we can do it. And sometimes if you're blessed like me, uh, you will have bosses that believe in you and let you know. I, I one time had a boss and I said, why don't you fire me? And he said, because I believe in you. I believe in you. He goes, I wish you believed in yourself as much as I believe in you. And I thought about that long and hard as I drove a few hours back home. Randy Thompson, it is hard to be generous when you are broke. 100% brother. 100%. Um and uh and listen, you know, the good book tells us if much is given, much is expected. And and you know what? My greatest pleasure in this life is doing things for people that I couldn't do unless I was having the success that I'm having and, and, and that doesn't happen in a vacuum. That, that happens because you get, um, a lot of people rowing in the same direction as you. And that happens, uh, because you are choosing the correct actions to take and you're focused on that success. You may have covered this, but how do you overcome the thought of paralysis by analysis? Oh, we have not covered that. Oh uh, is that useful? Great question. It's a great question. Uh go ahead, give us an answer on that. You may have covered this, but how do you overcome the thought of paralysis by analysis? No,
1: definitely. You know you know, overthinking and overanalyzing can separate you know, the body from the mind. I mean, it's a little bit uh philosophical. But, you know, we are one whole being. And, you know, you gotta understand sometimes you can you can sit there and over analyze, over analyze, over analyze, and you never get started. Um this is when, you know, the great Tom Hopkins, his uh great sales trainer. I know there's a lot of greats, you know, around now and all of that. But my first sales book I ever got was from my dad was Tom Hopkins, How to Master the Art of, of Selling. And in that book, I think it was, you know, he calls it the Royal Worth. And it stands for, you know, you got to get up you got to get off your ass. You know, you can pray, 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 but there's got to be a time and place where you decide, you know what, I need to pull the trigger. I need to, have to take action right now. Cause that's the only thing that, that's going to, uh, change, change the situation.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I keep this. Tom Hopkins, the champion's creed at my desk. I read it every day. I read it every night. Sometimes I read it several times during the day. And it's very simple. Tom Hopkins, the champion creed. I'm not judged by the number of times I fail, but by the number of times I succeed. And the number of times I succeed is in direct proportion to the number of times I can fail and keep trying. I don't even really need to read it because I haven't, I've said it so many times. You know, there's another piece to that. Uh, you know, how do you overcome the uh, paralysis by analysis? It, it's common to a very, very real understanding that I'm never going to have all the information that there is in the world to make this decision. Uh, I'm never going to have everything perfect. And sometimes I just got to go. And, uh, the great Dan Kennedy, who's the father of, uh, of, uh, well, he's not the father of direct results marketing, but he is, uh, the father of no BS direct results marketing. Good is good enough is something that you'll hear Dan Kennedy say again and again and again. You know, as a copywriter, you know, you rewrite something a hundred times, right? But sooner or later, good is good enough and you just gotta go. It's good enough to generate income. It's good enough. Is it gonna meet your highest standard? Maybe not. May- maybe, you know, it's not the greatest thing that you've ever done, but good is good enough is a great way to help yourself move by that paralysis and, and, and that's tied closely, uh, to this perfectionism. Perfectionism can be almost like an addiction. You know, it's not perfect. So I'm going to wait. And you know what? The reality is it's never going to be perfect. Uh, nothing is perfect, um, in, in this world. And sometimes. We really do just gotta move forward and we've gotta go. We've gotta make a decision with the facts that we've got and we have to go forward with the ad that we've, that we've created. And you know, it's not perfect, but it's good enough. So that's what I would say to that. Steve, you got anything before we wrap this up? No. Anybody that's been watching this. Steve Hauck, I've always been blessed with the ability to do first and figure out how the how later. But I talk, but I talk to a lot of people who suffer from paralysis by analysis. Yeah. It's, it is common, Steve. It is. Um, and you know, that go getter thing that you've got going, Steve, uh, is really a blessing. Um, one of the things that I've always said is I've been smart enough to go forward and I was not so smart that I got all hung up on everything else because some people are truly too smart for their own good. They just keep analyzing and analyzing and analyzing and they never move forward. So uh, you are blessed. Kyle, what's the number one book you'd recommend Neurolinguistic Neuro Linguistic Programming? Wow, that's a great question, Steve. I've actually got it and right. Appears, and it appears to be a setup question that he was ready for. This is, uh, this is my little
1: uh, LLP book. Um, Ali Campbell? Yeah, Ali Campbell, top guy in uh, the UK. I've read this book uh, many times. I've uh, studied it backwards. Uh uh-huh. It's a great book. Um, yeah, it's great insights. It's going to really, uh, you know, get you thinking. It's not one of those books that you're going to just, uh, breeze through. It's going to take a while. And, you know, I've read it about two times and I'll be going on, on my third time, uh, shortly, but you know, that's, that's sometimes what it takes, you know, it's that commitment, that desire, that determination again to understand, you know, what you want and that, you're not going to let people stop you guys.
0: Hello Patrick Tinney, I know that's you from Bancroft, Canada. Thank you for joining us Patrick. I love everything that you do and I cannot wait to see your new course you've got coming out, my friend. I'm super excited for you. And I will say this for Patrick. There's a fourth book in you. I want to be in your foreword that I bothered you for the last 2 to 3 years. I've called this you need to deliver book number four to us, we in the sales world anxiously await your brilliance. Kyle, this was amazing. I started off blank and I've got some great things. You know what? I just recently got so busy. I got away from journaling and you, my friend pulled me back into journaling, which has been a great asset to me um, over the years. It's, it's, uh, it, Anybody that's not journaling, you need to journal. Don't do it for anyone but for yourself. And there's some different thoughts on this. If you have somebody in your mastermind, might be your husband, might be your wife, um, you might include them on it, but some people th- say, no, don't. Just keep it for yourself and um, look for patterns that you should continue but also look for patterns that you might want to discontinue. So, I am listening to this podcast, and I say, you know what? I want to get in touch with this Kyle Danes. I've got a, I've got a kid that's going through some challenges, and I think this guy could help break through to them. Or I want to change my thinking and change my life. I want to get in touch with this guy. How do I get in touch with you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, get hold of me on LinkedIn. Uh, Kyle Dane or you know you can pop me uh,
1: a mail my email is kpdanes at gmail.com um, I've got a website coming out shortly but yeah guys shoot me up I'm always here to help you know it's, this is this is my passion this is my purpose you know this is what I've been from the earth to do and you know I look forward to going on this journey to success uh, with you guys you know it's, I love it when I can see other people succeed and, you know, becoming becoming better people uh, each day. And to be truthful with me helping people, in turn, I, I learn more about myself. You know, we're all imperfect human beings. I don't claim to be perfect. I've got my flaws. And it's just grateful to work with people. And, you know, as I said, I help them in the process. I learn a lot about myself in the process also. So it's uh, extremely beautiful, extremely humbling experience. Um truly grateful for this journey that I'm on. It's, uh, you know, I wake up each day and just say, you know, thank you, you know, to my power that I've got a second chance in life and I'm gonna I'm gonna make most of it. But thank you, and thank you again
0: for, for one of this. You're, you're been welcome. Steve How, Pete, what is your journal and secret? The journal and secret is blank pages and make yourself write something down even when you don't feel like it. And you'll be surprised. At, you have to steal some time away. Uh, I've done it early in the morning, and I've done it late at night. And it depends on what I need. If I can't let something go, Steve, I write it down in my journal. Um, I, When I was in my 30s, I had a very difficult time sleeping at night. And I sleep like a baby now. But uh, I would have all kinds of thoughts, hundreds of things that I had to do. And I found that I couldn't get my rest. I couldn't get sleep unless I wrote it down. Now, you got to be careful that your journaling doesn't just become a to-do list. So, you know, you kind of got to try to separate those two. But sometimes journaling in the morning, uh, when you're alone with your thoughts, before the whole family wakes up. And with you, Steve, that's tough to do with eight kids. Um, but... Uh, find some alone time uh we all need alone time and and we truly need it every day and and listen uh sometimes it's so hectic you can only steal away ten or twenty minutes, but do it uh so this The secret is to do something every day uh everybody has a different um idea of whether it should be at the in the morning or in the at the end of the day. I do it in the morning now but I used to um, do it at night because it's the only way I could literally get to sleep. And and I had two things. I had a journal and I had a to-do list and I separated those things. So Kyle, sorry, I had a last minute question there. I just wanted to address it. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute privilege to meet you. Thank you for your support of the show. And I love what you have to say. I love the tough love that you give uh, people Um, I I think it's needed in today's world. I think that we, we, we need to let people know that, you know what? You need to choose, uh, your focus and you need to choose your actions and you need to choose to be accountable, uh, to yourself, uh, for everything that happens in your life. And if you control everything that you can control, you're going to find that you do change your life. And I, and I guess. You know, one of the things that we started with, that self-honesty loop, uh, is really getting real about that. You pro- it's probably your reminder for your appointment. So I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, Kyle. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to
1: be tuning in. I'm going to listen to another great podcast This Thank is the show you, to sir. be on on a Monday, guys. Yeah. But if you on the feed, you. the feed show? It's fantastic. So thank thank you. you so much. it have been an absolute Thanks. pleasure. Thank you for your time and company. Much appreciated. Thank Take you. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers.